and we are live. Here we are on the very first episode of the Hunters Podcast. So I'm joined here with Ken, and we are driving in his new R33 GTR. Ken, Ken, how are you liking it so far? It's great, man. I mean, I got new suspensions, wheels, and everything. Now it actually feels like my own car. Sweet. Like, so this is what week uh, of, of having this is it for you now? Like your second week, third week, fourth week? Uh, it's my third week. Uh, week Past week it's been in the works. Had it re- really like done really quickly. High gas delete, new suspensions, new wheels. Uh, that's about it. Other than that, it's pretty stock. Cool. Why did you delete the high cast? Uh, the high cast is really like, um, it's unnecessary. It was kind of like um, cutting edge technology back then, but now it's more like a pretty annoying thing. Okay. It kind of like um, steers the real rear wheels in like unnecessary ways. Yep. Can you explain to people, I guess, who might not know what Highcast is? Or Highcast is um, uh, the four wheel steering system Nissan um, introduced to the. It may have been the R32. I forgot. It may have been R32 or R33. Yep. Um, supposedly it was gonna help um, the Skyline GTRs with cornering uh, but you know when you prefer more like a direct feeling with the car and you just want to feel like you're more in control right uh, it just makes uh, the car much simpler if you don't have the high cast system mm, so it's like turning off like traction control or like it, yeah things, sort uh, of similar to that I guess but you know then again I guess you know they really built that system to you know kind of win competitions back then and if you really make truly make use of it it might actually be a really good weapon but to me it's kind of like too complicated to you know uh did it take away from the feeling of like did, did, does it like without it does the car feel more responsive or does it feel more connected to the uh, road so I, ha- I haven't like taken to this track where i actually gotten really fast in it yet so i can't really tell but supposedly um it feels like much simpler like it the car is much more readable much like more how, analog how it's gonna respond yeah much more analog i don't know if you guys could hear that 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 voice though that, that's not another person in the car with us that is uh ken's navigation app which has the most hilarious voice i've ever heard what app is this ken ways w-a-z-e is it, is it a japanese app or is it no no it's not at all but um you can kind of contribute like you if you find a um a speed trap you can like um pin that location and all the other users are gonna know there's a speed trap there you can also report traffic so when you're in traffic you just kind of push this button where it says i'm in traffic right now if it is it heavy traffic is it mild traffic and uh that way it kind of sends data live to that's the really cool so it's kind of community driven yeah it is and um it's actually sometimes more accurate than google maps because all google maps does is um it's not user um users pinning like traffic in the app itself but it's actually it just like cell phone signals they catch and judge that it's traffic so oh is that how it works that's, that's really that's interesting. how it works it's cell, it's cell phone signals oh. uh coming from coming from um you know uh data that softbank au and docomo all collect and then it just sees that there's a whole lot of cell phone signals that are exactly. aren't moving <laughs> in in this on the road and it just assumes that that must be congestion yep that's right that's really interesting i didn't know that so this one is i guess a lot of people have to be using it for it to be accurate so actually the adoption is pretty high so you see a lot of pins like you can even see the pins live on the map so you can tell that a lot of people are reporting traffic or speed traps like on the go yeah so it sounds also kind of so far it's working pretty well it, it sounds like a like a hashiria 
map app. <laughs> you know, it, it, you, you get a list of, or it tells you where all the speed cameras are, uh, when there's traffic, so yeah. you can time uh, your runs. That's uh, it's interesting. Speaking speaking of that, uh, where are we going tonight? We are going to Odaiba first, um, on the non-highway layer of the... Oh look, there's a GTR in front of us, an R35 GTR. Very nice. Yeah, it's got a big, big wing on it. I don't think it's going to pass check-in. No way. What do you think about the R35 GTRs? It's actually my dream car right now. Really? Yeah, R33 and then R35. Uh, Nismo 35 would be pretty nice. You know, a lot of people kind of see it as not worthy to be like a like a successor to the R34 GTR. Oh man, that voice is just so great. Turn left. It's great. Like the mode is like, did you say it's boy band voice or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the voice mode is called uh, boy band. Boy band. And you, you can you can um, choose other stuff like you know um, John or like Susie, and they're like pretty normal. And right. boy band is just like ridiculous. <laughs> I need to get this app just for the voice. And I'll, I'll take people on rides with it. And they'll just hear the voice and they'll be like, what the hell is that voice? And I'll just be like, what? What are you talking about? Just, just Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, so like well, we were talking about the R35 GTR. How, what, what, what do you think about how, you know, it doesn't have the same kind of street oh, I mean, cred? It's, it's, it it's not a successor to the um, previous generation at all. It's a completely different car, you know. It's probably, it's actually pretty better. Like performance-wise, it's better in every way. Like it actually turns faster, of course, and it's more powerful. So I like to think a lot of the criticism comes from when people say, you know, it's basically kind of feels like a computer on the road, and it, it, it's very. I mean, if, if you say that, it's like you know, people people who know sports cars from the 1960s and 1970s, you know, they might have thought the 90s cars is like, oh, what is this like computer on the road? You know, it's like the it's like the same thing. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's like technology just keeps on developing and it gets just less and less analog. And that's just the natural, you know, way evolution technolo technology things. develops. So, can you imagine twenty years from now we're gonna look back on the good old days when the R thirty five GTR and the thirty five GTR so analog, old school. Yep. Which is kind of crazy to think about. Like all these cars, which are right now cutting edge, just a bleeding edge of technology. Someday it's gonna be archaic and kind of yeah like what all what the grandpas drive yeah and people will be like i can't believe you drove this super unsophisticated it doesn't drive itself that's what are crazy you talking about that's it has crazy. a combustion engine you could die <laughs> it could blow up at any time i it's do you what do you think about the future of of uh of cars do you think we're, we're heading towards the future of self-driving cars where there's not going to be very much <laughs> driving i think really? a lot of people are skeptic about self-driving cars it's, right. anyway self-driving cars are probably not going to happen um you know like fully self-driving cars are you know kind of like facing a lot of technological issues i don't know if it's from from what i've been reading um I think it's not so much the technological factor that's the limiting factor. I think it's 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 like laws and and kind of public perception about how how safe it really is. Yeah. You know, like I think like the Google Safe Driving Car Project, they've only ever had two crashes in, in the entire history, over a million miles right. of testing, and those two crashes were when human drivers crashed the car. Right. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. So I, 
it, it almost feels in a weird way that there's a possibility we are in the last few years of just enjoying cars for what they are for being able to control our our movement before everything is just self-driving that's kind of well, i'm, I'm kind mean, of scared about that the bigger theme is artificial intelligence right and it, with ai it's like we've basically come to a point where it's like okay we're kind of reaching the zenith of like how far ai can go and then it's like in the end you need humans making the decisions you know you you make technology your slave you don't become a slave of technology so we're supposed we us humans are supposed to leverage ai to kind of help us make human decisions there's a lot of there's a lot of worry and fear it's from right thought right. leaders oh here we are we're going underneath the rainbow bridge cool from, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, you know very smart people within the tech world uh, who are really deep into researching how ai works and how it it's going to evolve i think mean, there's a lot of kind of worry that it's going to spiral out of control and just become something that just humans like we as humans even, killer robots well I, I think that's that's kind of like the very basic kind of view of what might happen where you know machines become sentient and start killing us like terminator style um yeah you know it, it's it's i think it's kind of more like it reminds me of of youtube actually because as a youtuber your your fate on 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 the platform is kind of decided by the algorithm. So it's kind of like this invisible guiding hand, which can basically decide whether your channel lives or it dies. Yeah. And the thing is, what's really interesting is, so many engineers now, like even Google, they even YouTube doesn't know exactly how the algorithm works. So now it's it's already be it's already beyond kind of human control and human. Comprehension. So, even the um, uh, age restriction capabilities—is it does it like detect nudism or like bad words that like uh, just automatically restricts content? Like this is for you know audiences twenty plus. I, I I don't know how I don't know granularly how the how the content ID system works uh, when it comes to you know mapping you know specific things like that oh, but right. it's, it's getting very 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 sophisticated like image recognition and the, the image the, so I've actually had a chance to speak with some of the engineers on the team and and you know from what they what they told me just completely blew my mind about how sophisticated the system is and how like the engineers who who, who developed the algorithms were really like clever I think oh yeah okay and but you know the now the algorithm uses machine learning and so it's just basically teaching itself based on like this incredible input like a, a amount of input you know every every hour yep. every, every minute hundreds and thousands of hours of new videos are uploaded to youtube like just constantly so it's uh yeah it's, it's, it's pretty amazing where are we right now we're um, near odaiba actually so odaiba is it's an artificial where, island um, in Tokyo Bay, and it's where the Gundam is. Yeah, where the um, the big unicorn Gundam. That's it. You have reached your destination. It's also where um, Tokyo, Odaiba uh, uh, Dex is. Dex is where the uh, Tokyo Fresh Meat is almost every year. Right. Um, before the auto salon, I don't think they had one last year because you know the last last year they had um, got too crazy got too crazy yeah so it might be the end of the uh, 
Tokyo Drift meetups. Yeah. This area is also where the life-size Initial D arcade machines are, where they have the RX-7 and the A86 and the GC8. Yep. They're all, it's like the bodies of the actual cars are used. They're, they're like put on top of this, this moving platform. So when you're driving, like when you're playing the arcade game, it, it kind of look, looks really cool. But I've only ever done it once and it's very expensive. It's kind of annoying how expensive it is to, to play the game. Because you have to pay the entrance fee and then on top of that, it's like another $8. Really? So if, if you're going to spend a long time at the arcade, it might be worth it. But... Actually, you know what? If you're going to come all the way to Japan, you might as well do it. Yeah, it's probably worth it. Yeah. So we're just kind of driving around, kind of killing time, because right now there might not be too much action on on Tatsumi and on, on the various parking areas on, on the loop. What time would you say it starts to get really busy, Ken? Or less busy. Like oh, sorry. Yeah, well, sorry. Yeah, I mean, like, less less Ipancha or regular drivers on, on, on the highway. And just more like car enthusiasts who like to go over drives at night. I'd say, like, really, like, the more the later it gets, the more hardcore people are. Yeah, 10, 10, 10 to 12 is kind of like the hangout time, and then 3 to 5 a.m. is probably the prime time for Hashiriyas. Yep, that's when the Honkigumi come out and they really, really go hard on, on the loop. So, the, um, Maybe not today because it's uh, rainy. No, 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 no. That's actually not a not that big of an issue. The roads being wet, that's not an issue at all, actually. But um, it's actually um, what the Japanese police call kōtsu uh, anzen undō, and they have these um, periods of like um, uh, like a week where they um, they really, really enforce get, safe get driving more, and yeah, try to get more strict about crack down, crack, cracking down. Yeah. They crack down on, on, on and Hashiri there, activity. There's one during the beginning of May, and the other is actually this week. So mm-hmm. there might there might be like um, extra speed traps some in some places. Um, cops waiting to like see people speed and kind of like catch them on the fly. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll just go for a we'll drive see. and see what's out there. Well, anyway, so this is coming up on 15 minutes, and uh, we'll we'll just end it here. Hope you guys enjoyed this first episode of the Hunters Podcast. Let us know what you thought. Um, you know, send me in, send me a DM on Instagram, and hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll catch you guys in uh, in the next episode. Take care.